Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. I mean, I spoke with Jenny, and she just really <laughs> thinks that it's best that a man is in charge of the party. I don't know, that wasn't my opinion, that's that just what Jenny said. Listen up, please, politicians, if you're listening. Hire a young person. <gasps> Did you say hire a young person? <laughs> Why do male politicians always do that? Because they have to link themselves to women. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Um, today we're going to be talking about Scummo, a.k.a. Squat Morrison, a.k.a. Clot Morrison. A.k.a. Scotty the Gaslighter, a.k.a. Gaslighter, a.k.a. Scotty from Marketing, a.k.a. Scotty from Photo Ops, <laughs> a.k.a. Scotty from Handshake, a.k.a. Plot Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've used Plot Morrison enough. That's a good one. No, we haven't. What is he plotting? It's not the, like, fun <laughs> daggy dad lol yeah. that he betrays. Yes, agree. Agree. So... Um, Harry and I have a dis- had a disagreement today. It's a very, very spicy one. Mm. <laughs> is that I said that he is getting ready for for an election, and I was like, "Is well." To be honest, the reason I didn't, and I don't know anything about campaigning and elections and timelines, I would assume that considering when he has to call the election by, that he would be ramping up for the election. Yeah. Right. So when does he have to call it by? Um. So um, I'm looking at an article. In October, the Prime Minister said at a press conference that he will last a full term, which would mean no election until May 2022. So that is the that's like when he has to has to have the election by. Okay, and so considering we're in August, yes, he would be having to wrap like ramp up yeah. to prepare to call an election to have yes, it right. Because yeah. I mean. Like, we don't have um, the campaign trials like the US does where they spend fucking years out there. Mm. But they would spend a good few months. And also, I actually always think thought this was a bit odd that the person in power or, like, the prime minister or the premiers or whatever, the prime minister gets to choose when they when he calls the election. Yeah. I say he because there's only ever been one woman. When they call the election, um, which I think is a bit... Like, I, I wish that it was just, like, set. Yeah. Um, because the, there's, like, pros and cons um, for, like, a longer campaign, a shorter campaign. So there'd be so many people behind the strategy advising him on when is the smartest time to call the election. I can't see at the moment what the smartest time is. I think for him it's to wait as long as possible. Like, I don't think we'll be seeing an election till May. Well, I thought, this is what I've been thinking for the last few months, like, he should call it as quickly as possible because things are getting worse for him. But that would require him to understand that things are getting worse because his his ratings are going down, have been going down since they reached a high when COVID first hit. I think what upset me um, when you said like, oh, do you think he's getting ready for the election was like, if like, why? Like, I thought, no, because if this is him getting ready for the election, this is so fucking sad. <laughs> if this is you being like ramping up, like. Yeah, but have you. Do you know Scott Morrison? I know, I know, but I'm just like looking at it like, is this really your best? Because the thing is, and the other thing I said to Hannah when when we were talking about this, is I said, see, he's not going to be in campaign mode until, like, as soon as he calls the election, it's just like elections on. Like every move that he will make when it is campaign time, Mm -hmm. when we know the timeline for the election, is going to be seen through a lens of like, oh, he's doing that because the election's coming up. So everything that he does before he calls it seems to be just like, oh, this is just what I do because I'm a great prime minister. So he should be 
like in terms of strategy, he should be like doing really good stuff now before he calls the election because it's not looked at with such a close lens. Actually, one of the things – I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before. Maybe I, I, for some reason I think, oh, I've mentioned this on the pod before. It's not true. I've sent a voice note to you about it and it feels like that's podcasting because mm-hmm. they're so fucking long and there's so many. <laughs> but Peter Van Onselen, PVO. Now, this person I despise – but he is a journalist. He was working um, for the project. I think he does that sort of more like on a weird casual basis now. Because he he's also, also writes for the Australian. Yes, and he's a lecturer at the University of WA. PVO, you'll hear him referred to a lot, like if you're interested in or reading in the journalism space. Um, he said something that I thought, huh, hadn't thought of that before. And that was that. The Liberal Party at a federal level at the moment is kind of relying on New South Wales as their, like, gridlock. Mm. Like, they need Liberal electorates in New South Wales, like, to secure themselves. But right now they can't get them. Yeah. Because of New South Wales. Yeah. Because, like, they're fucked, right? Yeah. But also, like, I mean, that's interesting considering the the last federal election, Queensland went so Liberal. But I don't think we will this time as much. We won't be the one that lets the team down, I believe. I hope not. Um, and the other thing about New South Wales is that they are under liberal leadership now. Yes. And honestly, like respectfully, anyone with two brain cells to rub together will be able to see that states on either side of New South Wales, i.e. Victoria and Queensland, have done so much better yes. in terms of COVID. Like I know Melbourne has been um, like locked down for like a hundred and something days total, but in terms of how the spread has impacted yeah. the state, it's been so much worse in New South Wales. Yes. Oh, of course. And there's obviously a lot of commentary that you'll be seeing about like um, the prime minister for New South Wales and things, because everyone's got this whole thing about the way, like, and I understand there's particular challenges that come with premier, um, like state and federal interaction when both liberal or liberal labor, like I get it's a complicated issue, but like the way that Gladys and Scott are handling it, I th- honestly think is pathetic. Agree. It's actually disgusting. It makes me really angry. Um, and I'm so glad to be in Queensland right now. Yeah. Um, but the other, just the way that it was handled, like, um, you know, people like Anastasia Palaszczuk or Dan Andrews in Victoria locked down, like at the site of a handful of cases mm-hmm. and Scott Morrison's like, no, lock down, man. What about the economy? They just don't care about people's civil liberties. And then Gladys gets like, more than that, cases, does not lock down. And Scott Morrison's like, everyone standing ovation for Gladys. So brave. This is the correct decision. And then Gladys eventually locks down. And he's just like, excellent, Gladys. Lockdown, perfect. Lockdowns have to happen. That is how our economy bounces back. Exactly. So it's just like, it's so fucking transparent. Uh, It makes me so angry because it's like, it's just so obvious what you're doing. Yeah. Like, do you think you're fooling anyone? Like, do you actually think that we're a bunch of idiots? That's what I wonder every time he does something like this. Yeah. And it bothers me. And I'm not going to go too far into Gladys because she makes me angry. And I don't like her. Podcast over. <laughs> anyway, back to back to Scummo. Um, because at the moment, I think it was last week, the polling data actually showed that his numbers were falling more meaningfully. Yes. And I think that Labor, not in terms of preferred prime minister, but in terms of preferred party, at the last, as we record this, the last polling that was conducted had Labor ahead of the Libs. Yep. But still does not have Anthony Albanese ahead of Scummo. 
as preferred prime minister. Anthony Albanese's numbers are still in the 30s. It's like 36% preferred prime minister. Really? Yeah. So what's Scots? I think it was in the 50s, but it's just that they have them on the parties. Fuck's sake. I know. <sighs> have I woken your rage? <laughs> I just don't like... Oh my God. What, what is it about him? I don't know. There is nothing remarkable about him. I don't understand him. how Scott Clot Plot Morrison has a significantly higher rating than Anthony Albanese. Me besides the fact that Anthony posted this fucking god awful photo <laughs> of corn and peas and a steak on a plate that were all separated, like not touching separated. And oh, this someone replied to that and I cackled. They were like, um, really trying to keep the greens out since 76 or something. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> it was like it was on one of those like kids' plates with the separation. I know. It looked like a TV dinner that the Wormwoods would have in Matilda. Do you, do you know what, else <laughs> what made me sad is I was like, he picked that specifically for the photo. Literally, like, he, what did he, he actually want to there eat? with his little wine glass and his little, and it was an Olympics reference for fuck's sake. What is, oh, Anthony, I'm going to tag you in this. <laughs> <laughs> at Albo. You need to follow us. Yeah. I could help you so much with your image. You just, he just needs to like step it up. Like, you need to win, mate. Oh, God. Labor Maybe needs we should email to win. Him this week. I think we should. Labor needs to win. It's really, really important that they win. It's so important. And like, I get, is that like, but, oh, my God. Sometimes when I post a meme, I'm like, oh, will this go well? Oh, I don't know. I don't have like a very good reading for that sort of stuff. But I could never imagine sitting at dinner alone in my home and taking a photo of a fucking peas and corn <laughs> on a steak. I'm like, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> and when he got ripped, I was like, and it was funny as like all the comments, like I was cackling. Like it wasn't like mean spirited. It was funny. Yeah. But like. Like, my God, it proved so much to me how people are just like, especially because Australians, I think, know how to read someone who's disingenuous. Yes, agree. I think that we have a good nose for bullshit. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm questioning that, the fact that people want to fucking vote in squat, clot, plot Morrison. <laughs> but, oh my God. Albo, I think the thing is, is that we have a deep mistrust for politicians fundamentally. And I yeah. think there's a specific issue with like the men in power at the moment because they're names that have been circulating in our political spheres for a really long time. Yeah, exactly. There's not really fresh meat that we trust. No. Um, and you know, the unfortunate thing is, is that I would really, really like to see Tanya Plibersek take over leadership of the Labor Party. But I don't think that at this particular juncture, it would be wise for them to have a leadership spill. No, because the libs would be like, wow, well, look at Labour's unstable. So unstable. And then, you know, Scott Morrison would, you know, say he consulted his wife on national <laughs> security issues because he needed to feel emotion for He'd be like, sake. well, look, I mean, I spoke with Jenny and she just really thinks that it's best that a man is in charge of the party. I don't know. That wasn't my opinion. That's that just what Jenny said. I'm not a sexist. Jenny told me. That's what Jenny reckons. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, uh, I, I wonder as well, like he just continues to fuck up, but his ratings continue to stay the same. But I also think that, like, there's a lot of questions about how reliable polling data is, like, especially post-Trump 2016, um, when all the polling showed, like, obviously Hillary's going to win by a landslide and yeah. then it was wrong, um, a memory which I'm trying to bury deep inside of me. But a lot of people say, like, well, the polling, in terms of the way that the polling goes, it's, like, people calling... Uh, landlines during the day, like whose home 
during the day answering a landline. I don't even have a landline and I'm not at home during the day most of the time to answer it. So, you know, it's most likely skewed towards an older, like retired demographic who are statistically speaking, more likely to vote liberal. Yeah. So we don't, we can't necessarily trust um, that. But it upsets me all the same. Yeah, I'm still upset by it. But then the, the other thing is, like, still, you know, the Murdoch media mm-hmm. is still, like, so rampant throughout our country and they're pro Scott Morrison. So. Oh, my God. I feel so lost. Yeah. I just feel like. When I watch the press conferences, I think it's a really stark reminder every single day that these people who are in leadership positions are just people. And, like, I always want to look to them and think, like, that's something I aspire to, and I've not felt that in years. Interesting. The the things that get me going are, like, I have to watch Misrepresented a bunch of times to be, like, oh, breath of fresh air, like, <laughs> get it in, like, inhale, right? Yeah. Like, I could bathe in that shit. Mm-hmm. But watching what's happening, besides, like, Penny Wong, I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't see people that I'm like, that is grit. What about Jeanette? Oh, yeah, but sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, seeing, no, like, Dan, Anastasia, and Gladys, like, who I really respect, Anastasia and Dan, but having these, like, so pathetic, like, goes at each other. Yeah. And just, like, it, it's just so lowly. Like, you can, and honestly, I understand that that is the product of exhaustion. Mm. And if I was them. Oh, but. This has been going on forever, so I don't know if, if we can excuse it. Yeah, true. I just think that, like, they're just deteriorating. And yeah. obviously they do get up every single day, seven days of the week, and present to the media and to the public, and it is tough. I understand. But, like, you have elected to be here for a really long time. Like, yeah. And this actually is the thing that will make or break your political career and if it keeps going and if you get reelected, like, yeah. showing up every day. And the thing for me is like, it's awful and it's tough work. And I don't know if I'd be able to handle that level of critique. Like I'm, it's easy for me to sit here behind a microphone and say like, it must be like fucking, you know, man up, you know, that sort of shit. Like I I despise that. I know I'm just sitting here being the critic, but like, I just don't quite understand. Like, wouldn't it have on a rolling basis be similar questions every day and similar critiques and issues. And like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I'd be able to respond in a bit like it's repetitive. Yeah, but I wonder if a lot of this is the product of a really weak national leadership. Yeah, and they're all exhausted and they're the ones who are communicating the issues at a higher level. Yeah, because I think, like, you know, if we had, like, putting putting Labor and Liberal aside, because I think that the Labor leaders are um, maybe not just as guilty, but still guilty of making these digs at the opposite party in other states. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, how much do the states really have to do with each other in terms of that? Like, how much much does it matter really that, you know, one state is liberal, one state is labour? But if we had a strong leader of the country, if, for, like, if that was me, if we had a strong leader of the country, they should be standing up and saying, like, what is this squabbling? No, but he causes the squabbling. Exactly. That's my point. So then it's like, how, who do we, you know, how much can we really expect? Because we know that at every moment, the 
Prime Minister is going to side with the Liberal Premiers. But I also think the other thing for him is it's kind of easier to, like, light the match and throw it. Because for him, his entire, and I think for the last few months, his entire go-to has been absence. And that's awful. That is so fucked up. But he gets to watch the squabbling happen and be like, just quiet. And he has to do less the more that happens. Yeah. The more it's a distraction. But then there are so many times when the Premiers have actually pointed to him and said, we need this from you. It just really, like, if someone critiques me, obviously you can't read everything and you don't want to read everything as a politician. And I know that it's part of the job to be hounded and every aspect of your life to be covered in great depth. But with Scott, I just think, like, you have a raft of (laughs) research you could be going through about what the public sees you, like, you doing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck his media team's doing, but, like... Whenever he comes out and speaks, I'm like, who let that happen? Yeah. Because, like, I think that there is so much information out there as to exactly what's wrong with what he's doing. Yeah. It's not hard to find, like, what the public think of him. It's, n- it's not. No. And I think Open that Twitter. it's also a really distinct echo. It's the same sort of commentary that he comes out. He has no idea what he's talking about. The shit he says is so strange. The way he speaks is so strange. The way he avoids, the way he denies. Like, the language is so clear. And it's just so strange to me that, like, there is such a vast like variety of information critiquing exactly what we want from him and it's just like so ignored yeah his tactics just continue to like and i don't understand why he thinks people don't see it there's clearly the information's all there yeah i just think that if someone was talking about me like that i'd probably be taking note yeah i don't understand i don't know if that's really insensitive to say but like i just i I don't think so either i can't go through my head but i think the answer is that he knows that he has the majority of the mainstream media because he doesn't give a shit about young people. That's very clear. Oh. And he hasn't taken, he hasn't, he, he does not seriously consider our votes. And I think uh, like on a larger spectrum, you could say that of both the major parties, they just don't, uh, they don't think of young people as serious voters. That's a huge mistake, I think. A, a massive mistake, but it's not going to come to light for a while, I think, because the more that we, the more that the major parties treat us like that, the less we are going to be engaged because who is providing us, who's providing information for us to get politically engaged? It's literally one of the reasons we made cheat. Yeah. Is because it's like, well, no one, I shouldn't say no one, very few platforms are creating political content for young people or trying to engage the young people who already have some political interests. Because I think that most of our, like, like this type of topic that we're talking about today is not for the person who wants to learn about politics. Mm. It's for the people who know a little bit already and are interested in hearing their peers talk about it. Um, But I think that the libs are just so reliant, so heavily reliant on the Murdoch press that they... They don't. They don't think. They don't think they have to engage because something about Scott Morrison being shit is trending every day on Twitter. Yeah, like every fucking day. Like Multiple there's no things. way so they like don't five know. This morning. Exactly. And you're right. Like what are what? Like I. I wonder what literally. I don't know if you meant literally. Like what literally his media team is thinking when they see that on Twitter. No, that's exactly what I mean. Because the thing is, when I look through Twitter and I see the trending, I'm looking at the same sort of 50 to 100 journalists. Yeah. Like when I see what... But they're the, prominent. And they are, they're very prominent. And I think that their voice, a lot of the time, is a very accurate representation of what the public is thinking. Yeah. That's their whole job, mm-hmm. is to provide that, right? So if you go into the ABC, if you go into the Guardian, and you read the opinion pieces that people like Catherine Murphy are putting out, like... It's fucking exceptional. I'm reading it thinking, oh, thank God someone put that into words for me. Exactly. And I, I just think the thing is, is like, especially like, 
they clearly know that young people are the audience. So think about like Gladys going on the Daily Oz. Mm. Like you, you see them kind of beginning to engage. Like we've had a few politicians recently start following us yep. on Instagram. And it's like, honestly, like Albanese would benefit so much from like engaging in like content that young people are producing online. Exactly. Because it gives a really clear picture. We don't fucking hold back. Batuta's right. Yeah. You know, like it, the chaser, you know, the shovel, they all are presenting exactly what young people think. Yeah. I, I and I think that that's what Kevin Rudd did brilliantly in his campaign. Yeah. He obviously, I think, was it his, one of his children who ran a lot of his digital yes. campaign? Yes. Did you tell me that? I don't know. Maybe someone no, else I didn't did. tell you that. I think that someone, because you know how he had like, he was like on with, on the memes. Yeah. Um, he was one with the memes. And he's really good at it still. Exactly. Malcolm's getting better. Yes, exactly. But it's too late for Malcolm respectfully oh like he's not the politician anymore <laughs> no but i mean like now kevin does a great job like the murder royal commission yes that was truly by young people i yeah. think but the th and the thing that they are not doing i believe because it's like you know i'm not, i can't expect you know boomers and gen x's to be this to you know understand how to pick up the culture of young people genuinely because again like you said australians can sniff out disingenuine yeah um ingenuine disingenuous yes -ness. um but it <laughs> In the same way that young people can sniff out like an old person trying to do a meme oh, from a mile away. Hillary Clinton failed. Exactly. Time. Yeah. But what you, it's not that hard. Listen up, please, politicians, if you're listening. Hire a young person. <gasps> Did you say hire a young person? <laughs> I know, it's pretty crazy. Like, and out there. You know who, a great example of that? New South Wales police. Yes. They, and I don't, please. Okay. <laughs> New South Wales police have someone on their social media team that does a fucking excellent job a young of making memes 100%. out of police content. And honestly, like, that goes so well. And I read them all the time. Sometimes I have to scroll through the page. Yeah. I, like, it's it's really well done. That's yeah. how you do it. It's genuine and it's funny. And even, and sometimes there can be something a bit um, heartwarming about an old person trying. Yeah. But when they try too hard, it's like, ugh. But when they try yes, just enough, yes. it's like, oh, that's sweet. You had to go, Karen. Exactly. And it's nice. Yeah. But there's a way to do it. And it's so fucking easy. Hire us. You want to speak to people like us? Hire us. It's not that hard. God, it frustrates Fuck's me. Sake. God, it frustrates me. I know. Or just like, just accept what you are and like, don't try. Like, I wouldn't, like, with, ch I know that um, we have some Gen X followers. Yeah, we have Shout quite out. a few. Thank you for following us. Thank I really appreciate it. Thank you for following it. us. We don't, we're not creating content for that demographic. Like, we love having them along for the ride. I'm messaging Albo. <laughs> we love having them along for the ride, but. We know that we don't actually make content specifically for them because we're making content that we would enjoy. I don't know what point I'm trying to make. Sorry, I just <laughs> absurd. At Anthony Albanese's Instagram bio, leader of the Australian Labor Party, MP for Grandler, Rabbitohs Life member. Ugh. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking someone play Jimmy Barnes working class man. At least it doesn't have dad of two oh. spectacular girls oh my God. why do male politicians always do that because they have to link themselves to women so that when so they don't do anything queen. about sexual misconduct so they have that in their bio so true queen jenny's husband is the start of scott morrison's bar like the first literally thing. jenny's husband abby and lily's dad sorry abby and lily i really don't mean to bring you into this <laughs> prime minister of australia and federal mp for cook if at the next election Australia votes in the Labour Party. I hope that the federal electorate of Cook 
Also, <laughs> votes out. Scott, Clot, Squat, Plot, Morrison. Come on, Cook, you can do it. Also, I hope that Peter Dutton's electorate gets rid of him. Which is like borderline where Kristen lives. Yeah. Is that okay if I say that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think Kristen like is walking in the neighborhood. Dangerously like, am close. Am I walking past someone that voted for Peter Dutton? They, I could be. And I hope that um, Labor wins, um, oh, what is it? Bowman. Who is that creep? Andrew Lamming. It's just so like, also I'm so excited. I will be so excited to critique like, Labor if and when they win yeah. next term. Like, um, yeah, we're not, not like, we're not like ending cheek. Like, it's, it's over. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> so like, um, the killer is escaping. <laughs> like, I can't wait for the day where I can, like, meaningfully critique a group that are, like, closer to my politics. Yes, no. And we critique um, Queensland Labor. It's such easy pickings right now. It is. Literally, I wake up and I'm like, what content shall I make today? And then I just type in The Guardian and then I read one thing and then I'm inflamed. Yeah. I literally have to take a neurofin and lie down. (laughs) (laughs) Too inflamed. I just want to be the right kind of inflamed. (laughs) No, and that's it. I I, I look forward to the day where we have a party in politics that I can have a genuine sit-down and analyze my thoughts and analyze what's happening and debate with myself about the policy. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe I only agree with a portion of that or maybe that's a complex issue because of this. Not, fuck it, he's done nothing again. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why he he literally does, that's what he's doing. He does nothing. And then he says these things and every time I read a transcript, because I've actually stopped watching him talk, you can read it in his voice because he talks exactly the same. I read it in his voice too. Yes, and he's just, this is like his favorite line. He's like, oh, I'm, am I worried about that? Well, of course I am. Of course I don't want it to be that way. Of course and I care about the climate. In there. Do I care about the future generation? Of course I do. Doesn't Fucking ap- do you, mate? Doesn't you apologize do for the rollout. All. Puts it on everyone shit else. All. <laughs> Comes out. Of course it's my responsibility. Of course I'm of sorry. Of course it is. And it, but that is the state's responsibility. It's a, I don't the hold minister, a hose, mate. I Oh. <laughs> Should we try and be uplifting? No. <laughs> I love it when Kristen says, "Should we try to be uplifting?" I'm well, I always, one. I always try to <laughs> like you know end on a positive. What's a positive? I think the positive here is that the election is coming, and yes. it's literally going to be in the next twelve months. Like we know that factually that we are going to all go to the polls and choose. Yeah. And I think. I think that what it comes back to for me is that like voting is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I really get excited on the day that I get to wake up and go out and get myself to the sizzle and do my vote and put it in. It makes me feel powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I know that some people just could not give less of a fuck, but I know that the people listening to this podcast do give a fuck and will always give a fuck because that's just the kind of person you are. And I guess our job, unfortunately, is to go out and speak to as many of our friends as we can and yeah. actually just have the conversation. Yeah. And, and it, it's a conversation that's about... It's not even about, like, you have to vote this way. It's just about, like, I want you to care. 
Yeah. I want you to care enough to have the conversation. And make sure that your vote is actually aligning with your morals and yes. what you believe instead of just going, you know, blindly voting for a party because it's who you always voted for, who your parents voted for or whatever. Yeah, and I think it's about, like, being aware of what electorate you're in and making sure your registration's up to date and making sure of all of these things because these little things count and being interested and just knowing the people that you're, like, knowing the members in your area and knowing, like, what the different policies are because it does matter at a small scale and a large scale. Yeah. And obviously a lot of us like us i have a very clear idea of what we're going in there to rank we, mm-hmm. we know what we're going to put in the boxes yeah but it's about the fact that some people may not think about it till the morning of and those people are around us they're our friends and our family members and like obviously don't put yourself in a situation where it's uncomfortable unsafe, or yeah. unsafe with your family or whatever like i completely get that but it is the kind of thing where i've had multiple conversations like with my grandma with my mom with my dad i've tried to have all these conversations with people like why do you vote that way? Like, I just want to know, I want to chat through the reason and and the, why you've had these long-term beliefs Mm -hmm. and like how you currently justify them. Not so I can just be like, you're a fucking shithead. Even though in my mind, I'm like, you're a fucking shithead. (laughs) But because like, to me, I'm just like, well, if I could just discuss one different point that on polling day may enter their mind, like that's important to me. And I feel powerful. Yeah. Agree. And also I think, um, And I think it's difficult because I think because of the things we've spoken about, because young people have not been empowered to get into politics, um, we don't necessarily think that a government change is the answer and the result that we need. But I think that, like, it really is. Like, it's it's definitely, like, a one very big step is to move towards a more progressive government um, if you're progressive obviously if you're not you're probably not listening um but i think another thing that you can do is consider volunteering for your local candidate there's lots of different stuff you can do it's not just door knocking you don't have to talk to people i hate doing that um there's lots of other options for you and they a lot of the particularly smaller parties independents are very under resourced so they can really use people power um so i'd also encourage you to consider that when the election eventually does come up yeah if you found us just totally relatable and quirky come back next wednesday for a new episode until then head to cheekmedia.com.au to tide you over until then bye goodbye